Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Welcome back to another episode of Sales Velocity TV. I'm Andrew, that's Aaron, and we're talking story selling today. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. It's Friday, been a busy week, you know, looking forward to spending a little family time this weekend. Love Fridays, do the show, get a little massage around two o'clock, you know, cruise right into the weekend, do a little recovery, Yep. a little taking care of yourself. Yeah, you know. it's an important one. It's funny because that concept comes up quite a bit on our show, right? Is 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 how you take care of you starts to transfer into how you run the business, how you show up, how your energy is. And uh, talked a lot about that last week on episode, I don't remember what episode it was, but the the how to be a top 1% salesperson. But today's an interesting little twist because this is the, um, I guess, Aaron, we can probably agree to call this the, you know, the hidden hero, if you will, in in sales processes and in big company brands, we're going to talk about three or four today, is integrating story in how you came about doing what it is that you do and and why that will stick and matter more to anybody than the product and service. And when you wrap your head around this, it's like, oh my gosh, all this time I could have been telling them my origin story and selling more with less resistance like that guy Andrew and Aaron talks about all the time on the show. This is a biggie. It's, and everybody has a story whether they like it or not. And oftentimes we just get sick of our own story that we never want to tell it. And really, there's so many people that have never heard it. And we're going to talk today deeply about how to integrate story into the mix because it will completely transform your business when you do. Yeah, and and we almost it can be called the hidden hero, or it could be called the hidden multiplier. Right. You know, which we're going to go into. You know, why I would say that a little bit later on. But we've got a couple of cool graphics and images to show you today for those who are watching live and. And, you know, I reference Simon Sinek a lot of the time in his, his start with why, you know, TEDx yeah. conversation. Yeah, you do. You and, love that. You love, it's like your core TED talk, right? Yeah, it is definitely my core TED talk. And, and, you know, the, the key takeaway from that is, is that, you know, you don't want to do business with everyone. You want to do business with people who believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. And the best way to translate that is by sharing your stories, your aha moments, your epiphanies, why you're doing what you're doing, what motivated you to make this change, what motivated you to have your business in general, you know, and and that resonates with people at a core level. You know, right. we talk about the limbic level versus the, the the cerebrum. You know, cerebrum is all facts and figures. Don't get me wrong, you gotta have both, right? You, you gotta be sharp as a tack and, and know your, you know, your USP and, and all that kind of stuff. But you also gotta blend in the emotional side and you're going to see how they 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 basically interact with each other and when you you combine you know these these essentially these two key elements together you exponentially uh, increase your ability to connect with people with your prospects you know with your potential customers and make them know like and trust you at, at a significantly deeper level and as a result it allows you to sell with you know, significantly less resistance. Yeah, and listen, at the end of the day, we as humans, we're wired to remember stories way more than facts and figures. If you go back and look at any of the classes we've been in since college or high school, 
you will realize that you don't remember much of the facts and the figures, but anything that had some kind of story or fantasy or novel attached to it, we remember quite a bit. It's really remarkable how the mind works, but yet very few businesses take the time to craft the story around their brand. And we're going to talk about two or three of them today, which I think will make this really instructive for you because it's one thing for us to talk about it. It's another for us to share examples. And one of the things we love to do on the show is share examples of companies, iconic brands and individuals who are doing what it is that we say you should and can do in your process. We talked how many episodes back, four or five episodes back, right around the time of the Super Bowl 2021 when Tom Brady was going to his 10th Super Bowl, we dissected the TB12 method. And if you really were, became a student of, of why that's important to formalize and methodize your process, well, the other side of that, which we didn't talk about, which we could talk a little bit about today, is there's a unbelievable story connected to that brand, which has allowed that brand to explode like it is. And we're going to talk about a couple different brands. I think some in the fitness space, maybe some in the business space that are really, they're really moving the needle on their story and their sales are through the roof as a result. And, um, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll start to connect the dots, I think, when you listen and watch here and you'll start to go, this always happens, right? When you go down this path, you go, you know what? Wow, I never thought to do that in my presentation or I never thought to inject that story in my video on my website or in my webinar or, or, or my from stage story. So we're gonna talk about some of these concepts here and I think before we do, Aaron, I think we'll actually take some facts and figures and show some facts and figures, and then we'll actually share the story. So, we, so, so don't think we're like telling you to go do stories, and then we're going to share facts and figures. I want to share facts and figures because there's an important diagram we want to show. So if you're watching the show live, you'll see this. If not, it'll be in the show notes uh, at the website, salesvelocitytv.com. But check this out. And uh, I can't wait to share these, these stories here in a little bit. But this is a doc that we pulled. Can you see this Okay. I can see. Great. Great. So when data and stories are used together, they resonate with audiences both intellectually and emotionally for a lasting effect. You need to persuade the rational brain, but also resonate with the emotional brain. I mean, that says it all right there. It's a combination of the two. And, and that's, you know, that's a direct quote from, you know, the psychologist Jennifer Aker, mm-hmm. right? And, and she put together this great diagram that, you know, basically shows how these things all interact with each other. And, and when you look at ultimately where your, your goal is, is your, is your goal is to get to huge change in your marketplace and, and how you, you, you create this and you create this intersection is by talking about the narrative, which is your story, combining it with visuals because people learn and process information in different ways and then supporting it with data, right? And, and Andrew, maybe you can go through sort of what happens when you combine these three different things because these three different things create three different intersections. And when you have the three intersections completely aligned together, that's what creates change. So maybe just start from the top and talk about, you know, how each one of them connects together. Yeah, so if you can't see this and read this, because I know we have a lot of listeners. So the first concept is narrative plus visuals equal engage, right? So clear and concise communication along with a good visualization draws the audience in and grabs their attention. Now, today more than ever, we are doing Zoom presentations. You and I talked about this at least five or five to 10 episodes ago about how to show up on a Zoom presentation today and not wing it. And to have the ability to use visuals in a presentation is enormous. And that's really what this, this talks about is, as we're talking about something, are we showing what it is to put that picture in the mind of the prospect, which sticks, right? Pictures and visuals tend to stick. 
versus just words and facts. So this first piece is using your words and using how you present along with visuals that basically staple the thought in someone's mind. So and I think not using further. visuals and present. So Aaron, you know, and I, I say this quite a bit. So I probably have done 200 plus seminars from stage uh, um, presentations, events, workshops in the last you know five or 10 years. And I never, ever or rarely did it without some sort of visual, even if it wasn't words, but just visuals along the way. And this is a big TED Talk concept, by the way, visuals along the way to staple the thought. Yeah, and, and, and I'll take it a step further into the ad side, you know, of the business because that's where I, I live a lot of the time. You know, I, I, I have a client that um, I've been testing a new campaign with today, right? And the ad content is around how he used to be in this specific industry. He had his aha moment. He realized what needed to change. He started to implement it. He had an amazing result. And now he's willing to share this amazing result with other people. So you're immediately engaged in his story, his narrative. And then I tested a whole bunch of images because I wanted to attach a visual to it. And funny enough, and, and you'll understand why this worked, the, the four images with just him in the, in, in the image itself did okay, right? But we had one image with him and 10 of his clients' success stories, right? And they were all piled together, smiling. I think they were holding like an award of some sort or whatever. And, the, and that one outperformed all the other images because it connected his story with what he's saying he can accomplish with a visual that somebody can see themselves in the future as part of that group of successful individuals. And the combination of the two made the best performing ad. So it wasn't just like, here's my product. This is who it's for. This is, you know, how much it is, et cetera, et cetera. It was the narrative. This is, this was me. This is where I was stuck. This was my aha moment. This is what happened. This is how my life changed. Now I'm, now I'm here to help other people, blah, 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 blah. And then look at this image of all these other people that I've helped. And the two just perfectly synced together for, you know, by far the highest engagement rate of, of any of the combinations. Yeah. And that's textbook. That's kind of what we're talking about right here, right? Is that combination of you got the right wording, but you can really pump it over the edge with the right image to go with it. Right. Absolutely. That's that first piece. Let's go to the second one. Narrative plus data. So we talked narrative plus visuals, narrative plus data equals explain. So providing context for your data makes it clear what it is and why it's important. So we're not saying just go rip a story and then sell something. We're saying set up what you sell with a really good story, an origin story. It's called in the copywriting world, right? A world where I live a lot, copywriting funnels is, is I'm always trying to pull the origin story out of someone, right? Like, like, why are you in the business that you're in? Was there some kind of a finding? Was there a journey? Did you overcome something? Did you isolate this problem and you were just adamant about fixing it, right? You see that a lot of times in the health space. And we're going to talk about a couple of examples in the health space in a minute. But a lot of times people find... I guess they're calling or their product or their business because they overcame something that was maybe deadly or life altering for them and they made a business out of it. Right. And that's some type just, of struggle, you yeah, know, some type really of obstacle. Sticks. By, by the way, and, and by the way, Aaron, that's the formula for every single Hollywood script. In case yep. you don't know, there is like a very, very 
canned cookie cutter script that Hollywood directors and producers and, and, and screenwriters know. If we don't follow this script, we are taking a massive gamble of losing the audience in, in, in every single one of them. So when you go look at blockbuster films and blockbuster novels, like a Fifty Shades of Grey as an example, right? They are all driven by a storytelling formula, which ultimately sells a whole crap ton of product, right? So the data has to come in here in number two, for sure. Yeah, and, and the data, like great examples of the data is, you know, here's where I was stuck, you know, and did you know that the average person who, you know, does my XYZ business only makes XYZ dollars per year, like some shocking piece of data, but after I had this revelation and I put it into place, then, you know, then my my business did X, Y, Z in revenue. And, you know, you know, since I started, you know, uh, coaching other people, you know, in this process, the average, you know, person I've worked with is now, you know, generating 10 X, you know, the industry average. So it's, it's the story with the visual, with the data to support some, to enlighten them as to like how bad the situation really is and how great it could really become. Right on. Exactly, exactly. And then the third piece here, looping back, is visuals plus the data equals enlightened, she says, right? So creating a good visualization that clearly shows the data and what it means creates the, the, the ultimate, right? The aha moment. So mm-hmm. this little concept here, narrative plus visuals plus data equals the change. Stories build the connection to the audience and can ultimately persuade them. So obviously storytelling is a huge persuasion technique. If you study any persuasion, Robert Cialdini is like the godfather of persuasion, right? He has the book Influence. He has the book Persuasion. He has, he's done huge talks. He's, he's, he's like the guy, right? There is no persuasion. There's no NLP. There's no technique for moving somebody or getting somebody involved with your movement that doesn't involve a story. It's rare that you'd find it. I mean, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, right, Aaron, where you'll find some business that defies all odds and takes off because the product just sort of stands on its own. But rarely will somebody pump it over the edge without some sort of origin story attached to it that normally involves a human being. And the humanization we talk about, when you humanize your sales process, this is a huge theme of the show. The more you can humanize your marketing your sales process and everything that you do, the more you're going to connect and the more you're going to disarm people. And stories are the ultimate disarming of people when you want to present and, and we're wired to listen in and remember them. Yeah. And you see it continue through, like, it doesn't really matter how, how big the brand gets. You have the original brand identity story, you know, which is kind of what we're talking about right here. Mm -hmm. And then you have the sharing of other customers' experiences and their stories to support your story. And then as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, then you'll even start to see like the Coca-Colas of the world, right? They don't come out and just have a commercial that says, drink Coke. It's full of sugar and caffeine. You're gonna love the way it tastes, right? They've got some, you know, kid, you know, struggling to overcome some obstacle, and then all of a sudden he becomes an elite athlete, and then you know he's celebrating, and he has a, a little, coke. It's like a little everything. journey there, right? It's mini stories now to support the brand identity, right? Yeah. There's there's always these layering of stories all the way through it. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 everything's a little journey. So let's talk about a few, right? I don't know if you want to talk about the one that you mentioned earlier first, or let me, yeah, let me, I'm, let me I'm, before I'm you do to. actually, Aaron. So I want to I want to just close the loop on, you know, I I I. I'm like in love with the Tom Brady story. Literally, I sure. keep bringing it up, but it's just, it, it continues to be such an instructive business and performance story. 
And I just want to close the loop on that because we did a whole show on it. And if you haven't seen it, it was a dissection of the TB12 method, which a lot of people don't know. Tom has a method and a story that has created a huge brand around the player himself. And that's exactly what we're talking about right here. So there is a method. So that was a, a whole show we did on formalizing and maybe even patenting and trademarking your method. So it becomes a real clear step-by-step -step system. We did a whole show on that. But integrating that with story is the ultimate one-two punch. And he did that as well. There's a story behind why the method was created. And the story for him was how he continued to not be able to overcome injuries. So he had to create this whole new modality of how he takes care of himself, which became so effective that it became a formalized method. And then the story with the method created a multi, multi-million dollar brand while the guy's still playing. So that's a good example of if you, if, you, if you take this here and you go back and listen to that, you can change everything in your business model by formalizing and methodizing what you do and then figuring out how your origin story led up to that. All of a sudden, you're like having fun presenting and selling now, not going, oh boy, I got to walk them through all these facts and figures. Well, and, and everybody who's looking at it is, you know, let's just say that he started implementing this method, you know, in his mid to late 30s. You know, now as he's talking about the story and what was happening and, and the issues he was coming up against and how much it was frustrating him and how he was worried about losing his career. And yes, when he's telling that story now, people that are in that similar spot, you know, are saying, yeah, I'm starting to get the aches and pains. I'm starting to like not feel good about the way I look. You know, I'd right. still like to play, you know, some backyard football with my kids. You know, I, I, I want to I want to tap into whatever this guy's figured out that's allowed him to be, a, you know, a, a Super Bowl champion at 44. I mean, if it works for this guy, I absolutely, am, you know, I think it could work for me. Right. They, you can start to see themselves in his story going, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I, I want those same results versus Aaron versus here's my training program. Here are the steps I follow. And that's the end of it. And that's pretty much how, how most businesses do it. Here's right. the program. Here's the price. What do you think? It's like, well, okay, that's cool. But I've seen that probably a million times. It's not a whole lot different than most people. I got no context. What makes it different is the story and the method and the origin story and how it came about. That suddenly makes it more attractive and more interesting. And when it's more attractive and more interesting, we all know that it will become more marketable and ultimately more sellable. Absolutely. Talk about that. This is a this is textbook. The the, the skincare story. Mm -hmm. I think this is a friend of yours or a client. Yeah, I have, I have a friend. He's a really really good guy, really sharp guy. He created a a, a women's skincare brand called Boom by Cindy Joseph, and uh, he created it about five years ago uh, from scratch. And I think it's on track to do I don't know somewhere between forty and fifty million dollars this year in revenue. Really, uh, all skincare. Yeah, all skincare. He'll probably get acquired by, you know, one of the big Revlon you know, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. L'Oreal or Revlon or something. I would I would be shocked if he doesn't in the next couple of years. Amazing. And um, you know, you can go and formulate your own skin cream in about 10 minutes now. I mean, there's companies out there that just white label it yep. for you. They've already got it pre-created, you know, slap a logo on just it. Go, and go buy the glop or buy the powder for the for the for the vitamin and put a name on it. Super easy, but, and, everyone, and there's there's so many people. But there's like, a but. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that, well, if, if all the work's done, this should be super easy. The problem is, it's a super competitive marketplace. I mean, my goodness, there's everybody on every corner's got their own skin cream, their own vitamin, their own you know whatever, right? Yep. So how do you break through the noise, right? Well, you got to have a really compelling story Here that makes are. you stand out. 
from everybody else. So the angle that they took is, you know, Ezra's really uh, passionate about um, women and he felt like there was this stigma in the marketplace that women over the age of 50 were no longer attractive. And he felt like women over the age of 50 felt that way about themselves. So he coined this, this phrase, the pro-age revolution, right? Everybody else is doing anti-aging. He's like, we're going to be the pro-aging revolution. Embrace it. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Women are beautiful, blah, blah, blah. He started putting out pieces of content, five makeup tips for women over 50, you know, and, and he ended up partnering with um, the world's oldest supermodel, uh, a woman by the name of Cindy Joseph, who unfortunately passed away last year. And, and, and everything was about her being, I think she was like 72 years old and she was still doing all these magazine shoots and she loved herself and she self-confidence was through the roof. And she was sharing the story with these women that, Hey, you don't have to fall into this garbage that, that society tells you that women over the age of 50 aren't beautiful anymore. We're all beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And here's some of the tips that I use and, uh, to, to make myself, you know, look good and feel good about myself. And they really embraced this story of Cindy Joseph and her thoughts and her, you know, belief system and the pro-age revolution. And this thing just took off. I mean, it's this textbook. Thing, I mean, it's textbook what they did. It went bananas, right? And all their testimonials and reviews, you know, were around the pro-age revolution and how happy women were to be getting older and going into that next phase of their life and just creating that, that energy and that feel, right, around the brand and the return customer rate is just absolutely ridiculous inside of his his brand, which gives it a huge value. Mm-hmm. And the, the the contrary to that is I have another very good friend who I won't name because he might he might not be happy about it if I do, um, who started a brand in the exact same niche. Now he focused on hair versus face, but same demographic, same age range, same group, same you know financial level, same everything. And he literally copied the exact model of Boom. Color schemes, website layouts, messaging, marketing structure, everything to a T. And he built this, this business up to a pretty successful level. I think, he, I think he built it up to about $3 million a year in revenue in just under three years. And he exited it to a private equity firm for $9 million. And, and, you know, most people would say, what a fantastic success story. And it is right. But what the, the venture capitalist firm told him was you did everything right in here, except for one thing. The brand has no story. Hmm. If this brand had a story or a face or something for people to bond with at an emotional level, we would have paid you three times as much for Isn't that this amazing? business. Isn't that amazing? Yep. That's coming from the guys writing the big checks to acquire the brands, telling Absolutely. him that you could have been a three X multiple on what we paid you had you had yep. a story. So Absolutely. this is huge. I mean, this is, and that's a great example. This is huge. So what, what did they do there? They, they, they humanized it. They attached the story. They grabbed the celebrity, which is a whole different conversation. We'll talk about that in future episodes. And by the way, it's easier today than ever to attach yourself to a celebrity. They're not sure. They're not. I mean, they're as accessible as ever today due to social media. And there's a lot of them who need the money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because I mean, they even, don't manage I mean, it well, and they end up in a tough place later on in life. Even our friend Daniel Snow, you know, that I introduced you to last month. I mean, he launched Snow Teeth Whitener, and 
he grabbed a couple celebrities and I mean, it wasn't as expensive as you think. He had Justin Bieber doing demo videos for him in social media and a bunch of yeah, other, I mean, yeah, that thing yeah. just took right off. That snow right. whitening, that teeth whitening system just went bananas. Yeah, exactly. But they, I mean, that's a great story. That's a great story. And that just solidifies what we're saying here today that they could have got a three X multiple on, on, on what they did get. So that's awesome. And, uh, you're right. It's brutal today. If you're doing a nutritional supplement, or if you're doing a skincare line, because they are, people don't realize how easy it is to formulate those products. Oh, you li- I, I literally, there's manufacturers all across the United States, even in China, that, that you could just grab a couple ingredients and they'll plop it together for you. And they're just looking for a label. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a, a prospect comes to me the other day and, and he wanted to, um, he wanted to come on as a client and he showed me his, it was in the same market, skin cream, Right. And he gave me the full rundown and it, the ingredients. I mean, the ingredients were great. The look of the site was great. The branding, you know, the look and the feel. And, and, <laughs> and he's like, it's not selling. And I said, well, that, that's because there's no story. There's no there's no face. There's no story. There's no like USP. There's just it's just another me too product. Yeah. Like it's, how, it's, how, how we're just going to go out there and put an image of your product and the ingredients on it. You think this thing's going to sell it? Just, it just drive a boatload of traffic to it because it has well, great benefits. I mean, that's a piece of the puzzle, right? I mean, we need to have that data piece we talked about. We need to have that, he great only had ingredients, data. right? We he need only great had ingredients. data and visuals, but no story. Right on, right on. No so narrative. That's that, that's that linchpin right there. And especially, yeah. and that's an important point. The more competitive the space, the more important the story. It's so, all the story. So there's your takeaway right there. So if you're in a, let's think of some competitive spaces. For sure, the nutrition space, whether sure. it's supplements, skincare beauty, line, beauty. Nutrition, right? Probably the Think. most competitive space in the world. The other one, financial services, sure. insurance, financial insurance. planning, wealth planning. Another one, legal, tons of lawyers yeah. in this country, at least in the US, right? So Absolutely. think about the space that you're in. And if you're just kind of clawing or uh, clawing your way to sales and you're not anywhere near where you want to be, most most likely you're not connecting with enough, enough people and you're not doing it via story. How about construction? I mean, I, I've got a client right now, Andrew, you know him very well, who, you know, he's in the septic business. And I mean, how do you, how do you sell septic? Everyone's like, how do you sell septic? He created this complete new story, trademark the concept, everything, you know, about the everlasting septic system and how, you know, most, you know, septic technicians, they're liars, they're cheats, they're not really pumping the stuff out, you know, so they want your thing to fail so that then they can charge you 30 grand to replace it and this and that and whatever. And he's got this thing that will allow it to last, you know, for 150 years and they developed it because they were sick and tired of people getting ripped off and this and that. There's a whole story around this company. Guys, absolutely killing it right now. Killing it. You know what's funny, Aaron? Does, so does a guy like that, some people don't even realize they're doing it, which is even more fascinating to me. Yeah. Is a lot of companies, they're so passionate about what they do and how they got to doing what they do that they don't even realize that they're genius storytellers. Mm-hmm. That's the most fascinating to me is when the company is almost unconscious to it or the, 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 the personality behind the business. Versus the person who deliberately executes an origin story because it's the passion is just right there and it's, 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 it's organic. It's incredible. Yeah. They've got that, that feeling of like, let me tell you what I got. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, it, and then all of a sudden they go into the story, right? Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about another one. So you and I train now with this X3 bar. I actually started training with it and I guess I made you buy it. Or <laughs> you did. <laughs> I appreciate it. I tell, well, I, listen, when something works, I tell my, my friends and family and close people I'm close with about it, right? I have 
six local uh, clients and friends in my mastermind group. And I think like now a big chunk of what we talk about monthly is our X3 progress. Like the whole group has one, right? So if something works, I share what works. And that's obviously an instructive point here because when it works, you get that organic referral growth and that's what's happening with this X3. And and, and why is it organically referral growing? Because people are telling their story. Yes, exactly. So in this one right here, this is right now, I mean, there's a lot of really good fitness equipment out there. Again, brutally, brutally, brutally competitive, competitive spaces, fitness equipment, bars and bands and, and, and I mean, the TV, the, the TV infomercial business, P90X was enormous. Remember P90X? Yep. Beachbody was huge. Yep. That's all, those were all TV direct response brands that did very well. Um, but this one, the X3 bar. So the guy that created this X3 bar, one of the reasons I bought it is because of the story behind it. I don't like working out at home by myself. Like from, I don't work out at home. I work out in a gym, but with this equipment or like in a yoga studio in my, in my building. So I have a, a good facility to work out in. But I, I'm a gym guy since I'm 14, Aaron. You know this. And I haven't lifted a weight since September when I started with the X3 variable resistance band setup. It's a, it's a, it's a variable resistance band setup. In my, in my, in my six-month test here, my, my mass index, my BMI, my body fat, everything is at college level right now, which is extremely, extremely rare and unusual for 47 years old. For me to be having the numbers of a 27-year-old, like my, my, my doctors look at it, my trainers look at it, my functional medicine doctors look at it, and they're puzzled. I'm puzzled, frankly, but I'm happy about it, right? But it works big time. And the, and the reason that I even went down the path of testing this was because he did a deal with Tony Robbins. I love Tony. And they created an osteoporosis uh, piece of equipment together that solved, I mean, People in their 80s literally walking again because of this fitness device that they, it wasn't even a fitness device, it was an osteoporosis medical device that they created. But as they created this, this is a whole story that I'm reading now, right? As they created that osteoporosis machine and Tony took a stake in his company and Tony has a huge following and you know, you know, multi-billionaire 10 times over again. And they created this machine, they linked up and they joint ventured and they realized that what they were learning along the way was that people were getting in really good shape and their muscle mass was going up and they were like, so it was a combination of they thought they were solving osteoporosis, but they were really making the body stronger from a muscle mass standpoint, which made the bone stronger, which made the person stronger. And they were like, wait a minute, could this be a piece of fitness equipment for the regular person that doesn't have an osteoporosis? And it was, wrote a best-selling book on it. The science behind it, the data was unbelievable. The visuals, what we're talking about today, of the transformations from people who've never gotten results at the gym who are getting results in half the time, by the way, using variable resistance band training with this X3 bar are just unbelievable. We talk about third-party validation and testimonials and case studies a lot on the show. It is like a barrage of results coming in with this thing. Oh, and, the, and, and just and the it, extra And it cherry. never ends. The YouTube The extra channels. cherry on the top is that two of the oldest superstars in the NFL, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, used it exclusively for the last year and a half. Like, but, but the, the, but However, that's not public. So the whole Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski thing behind it, like I catch them in videos using the X3 bar a little bit, but they won't, they won't say they use it without the big money. And, of and, course, and, as they and, should. And, and he's talked to them. I've, I've seen his story. He, uh, he's very public in the, in the private Facebook group. And he's like, I would love to have these guys promoting this thing because they're variable resistance guys. And that's why they're playing in the NFL for so long, especially Tom. But they want like massive 20, 30, 40, 50, who knows how many years. Yeah. And he's like, I I just, at some point, I mean, maybe we do it, maybe we don't, but you're right. That's another reason why I went down the path because I realized that that, that Tom was 
you know, preserving himself long-term with bands. But the story that I just told you is what got me. I'm like the hardest guy in the world to sell. Here I am at 47. I've been working out since I'm 14. And I've never once in my life trained with my own equipment from home. So like I'm already, you're starting with me from negative zero. You're not even at zero with me. Uh, You're at negative zero with me, right? So how do I go over the edge? I go over the edge because of the story, him and Tony and osteoporosis and this finding and the band, the science, which is the facts got me because I'm a science guy. I want to see the- There's their data. I want to see the data. I I really want to see the stats. I want to see the, I want to see it long-term too, right? So got me on the story, solidified it with the data, but, and then the results, the, the people, the transformations from the sedentary person to the, to the athletes, I was like, what is happening with this, with this piece of equipment? What is happening with this modality? I got to at least try it. Maybe I'll integrate it with the gym. Maybe I'll do a combination of both. But this is all so instructive to business because sales in this company right now, Aaron, are absolutely through the roof. Like to the point where they might go public, to the point where, I mean, they're out of stock. Yeah, the timing so was good too. I mean, every piece of gym equipment in the world went out when COVID hit because people got nothing to do. I mean, the timing yeah. was perfect for them too. Timing was huge too. I was just about to say that also. They had the you know the quarantine effect. The timing was definitely definitely uh, in their favor. However, what they did differently now. So again, differentiation now. If we want to go a little bit deeper on this, is they didn't just roll out some resistance bands. They rolled out a steel plate and they rolled out a titanium bar to keep it aligned and to give you the ability to do heavy loads like you would do at the gym in the form of deadlifts and squats. You can't get that with regular resistance bands because you don't get, you can't get the loads because you know, you can't wrap stuff around your ankles and your, in your hands and get the loads. You need steel, titanium plates and bars. So he kind of integrated like the hardcore weightlifting component into the band component and married them. And it was like, it's like a match made in heaven. And you know, speaking for me, I did a six month test and I didn't go to the gym once. I only did this for six months. I can't, I can't get, it's like, it's like marketing, right? We can't test four things and figure out which one is working. So we have to do one thing all in to know what worked. And I did one thing all in for six months and my numbers are as good as they've ever been. Will I ever go back to the gym? Maybe. Will I combine the two? Maybe. But right now there's no point. It's doing everything it said it would do in the story, the science and the stats, and the transformations are there. It's a fascinating business story. We talk about it passionately because we love fitness and health and all that cool stuff. But this is a business story. This is for you to look at and say, okay, how did that, especially if you're in the fitness space or the skincare space or the wellness spaces, how do these brands go iconic? They never go iconic without some sort of origin story like I just told for X3 and like you just told for Boom. They never. Well, and, I, and it just gave me an idea. Maybe what we should do this week is you should reach out to Dr. Jaquish. I am. I'm trying to get him on the show. And tell him, you, tell him. You, you read just, my mind. Show him the show. Tell him yeah. we need to have him out here. We need to, we need to talk about the storytelling and I'll no reach out to Ezra and say, we need to have you out on this show and we'll talk about storytelling, you know, and how it impacted his brand. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tee that up as a, as we, a special. We, we will absolutely be doing that. It's funny you brought that up because this, we primarily do the show, you and I, because we want to be a little different. Everybody's bringing guests on and it gets played out. We just want to, you know talk and talk about our experience and kind of, you know, 50 plus years of experience together doing stuff that that's our show. But periodically we will bring out guests and we do want to bring out guests like that, iconic brands. Um, So I have been thinking about getting him out here as well. The big question for these guys when we get them on the show will be, did you do it deliberately or did you just do it by default? I'm fascinated by that psychology right there is that because again, like I said earlier, the ones who just fall into their story because it's just so in their DNA I just, I love that. I don't know. I love the authenticity and the organicness, if that's a word, of the stories that just happen by default. But again, nothing wrong with 
deliberately injecting the story as well because it's a real story and it just needs to be injected into your, your business at some point or you're not going to get the results you want to get. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think what a lot of people default to is what do you do and why do you do it? Right. So everyone's like, well, I do this and why I do it is to help people accomplish this or I make this. And the reason why I make this product because it has this impact, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the question that they need to ask themselves is, why did you do it? Right? Why did you do this? When you can share the why did you do this mm -hmm. clearly with a story outlining what brought you to this point, that's where you engage people and you bring them into your world. And again, talking sales on the show, this is how you disarm. Right. The toughest part about sales today is getting past the guard up barrier. Right. People are always sure. like this when they come into a sales presentation. And if you can do anything possible to disarm, here it is. Chief way to disarm. Number one is do it with stories, do it with origin stories, do it with your journey and then start moving into the facts and the figures and the presentation. Everybody, I should say everybody, but the great majority start with facts and figures. They almost never inject story. And they continue to meet a lot of resistance. You could talk, you know, we'll end the show with my example of Pipeline Pro, our software company. For a decade, I have used multiple CRMs and funnel builders and calendars. And I've always had to have programming teams patching the systems together to get the best effect, which to me is like kryptonite because it never communicates the way it's supposed to long term. And it always breaks. And it, oh, yeah, it's like, it never ends. And, and it gets expensive. And having multiple things talking to each other is tough. So when we created an all-in-one system, that has sales tracking and calendars and funnels and websites and text and voice broadcast and email. It's like all of that's in one ecosystem. There's no breakage because there isn't 16 things talking to each other. Cost gets driven down significantly because Efficiency it's all in one. Goes Efficiency way up. goes through the roof. Teams can buy in. Everybody can function and not stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And it changes everything because momentum stays in place. And now you pick up speed and you pick up like you said, efficiency in productivity. And that was a, I mean, we are blowing up at the seams in 20 countries now because everybody for the most part feels the pain of too much tech and they feel the pain of being so inefficient as a result. Nothing frustrates a business owner more than the tech slowing them down. They're ready to you know, go. You know what we call it in my house, Andrew? The tech piece or? Yeah, there used to be a great commercial. I can't remember who did the, the commercial. And there was all these people like bent over and holding their backs. <laughs> great like, visual, by the way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the guy's talking to you like, are you okay? What happened to you? And he's like, oh, man, that's tax pain. And I think it was like H&R Block yep. or something that put out this great called tax pain. And, and what we used to talk about in our house, me and my wife, were trying to get something organized and get it over the starting line. And you know, funnels and all this stuff is, is I'd be freaking out about something not working right. And she'd be like, you got tech pain, babe, tech, like, pain. tech pain, tax pain, tax right? pain, tech and pain, I hate that's tech good pain. I hate tech pain with a passion. What's funny you know? about what and, you just said is that's an ad for us now. So <laughs> I run, no, I'm serious. I mean, listen, we practice what we preach on the show. I handle funnels and sales process. You handle that might be the new headline to test. So you have I, we, or like the milk thing, got milk, got tech pain. Yeah, I mean, I like we, we sound like we're kidding, but this is the stuff we'll go. No, no, I'm going to roll it out today. Yeah, and, and, and it will be rolled out with a visual. So yep. again, just coming full circle right here. That's a cool concept. It's catchy. That's what works. And there will be a great visual behind it. And this is one of the greatest reasons why the Facebook and Instagram platform, you can speak to this more than I can, 
has become such an iconic advertising platform because it is so visual. It is the yep. ultimate visual storytelling advertising platform in the world. When you wrap your head around integrating visuals and story into the advertising platform called Facebook and Instagram, you can just, I mean, people don't even, can't even wrap their head around some of the numbers that we see of what's being spent and what's being made from the platforms because no, my, of what we're talking about today, by the way. Yeah. My son walked in the other day and he was looking at this big spreadsheet and he's like, what, what are all these numbers? And I was like, oh, that's what all these businesses are spending each week on paid advertising. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, look at this one, look at this one. And I was like, yep. Like, because it's profitable. And the ones that make it work, I'm going to end with this. The ones that make it work don't just run ads. They run their stories. Yep. They run visuals. Yep. They connect first with story and visual and the ads sort of go along with it and the, and the, and the data and the narrative go along with it. So I think for you listening or watching, this is a great time to go back and say, hey, are we even telling our story enough? Do we have it anywhere? Is it in our brochure? Is it in our PDF? Is it in our presentation? When I do a Zoom one-on-one -on -one presentation, am I starting with story or ending with story or even including story at all? In most cases, you're probably not including story at all. And when you do, it's what they're going to remember. And in sales, it's all about how can I get someone to remember my concept so they don't forget me, so they ultimately buy from me. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, listen, if you love the show, give us a review over on Apple. We're getting a lot of reviews now on the show. I think people are loving it. Um, it's, it's, by, it's by video. A lot of you are watching the live stream of the show, which is in our Sales Velocity TV Facebook group, Fridays, 11 a.m. Eastern. If you're listening on the go, download it. If you're watching, I should say, download it onto your phone. Podcast, it's on Apple, it's on Google, it's on Stitcher, it's on Amazon. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And let us know privately, you can get in touch with us or our team, what you might like to see in future episodes. I think it's always fun to to start catering some of the content to the viewers, Aaron. And I'm starting to see a lot of people say, hey guys, could you cover this? Could you cover that? And the answer is absolutely yes. Just let us know what you want to see and, and, and stay tuned for some of these iconic brands coming on and iconic names coming on in, in future episodes. I'm Andrew. That's Aaron. I'm going to wrap it here today. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.